Welcome to S2 Underground, a freelance intelligence agency fighting terrorism, fake news, and political tyranny around the world. I'm the trouble starter, punkin' instigator. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Underground. So today we've got kind of a, a sort of update for you. Um, so as you can probably already notice, uh, the audio is a little bit different on this recording because we are recording in a new location. Um, so we haven't quite got the audio uh, worked out, um, but we're going to be trying to improve that over the next few weeks. Um, so yeah, like I said, today we've got uh, sort of an update, um, kind of a hodgepodge of thoughts. Um, we have we wanted to provide an update as to how we're doing um, because we've kind of had to go dark for a little bit, um, and we'll explain why and uh, as well as some sort of lingering thoughts uh, for the immediate future until we can get back to providing our normal content of you know how-to videos, basic intel updates, things like that. Um, so the first thing we wanted to talk about is sort of touch on very, very briefly has been the Garmin outage. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Garmin, the GPS manufacturer, and also um, the maker of the InReach devices, which are satellite communication devices, um, they have had a significant cyber attack over the past week. Um, services continue to go down and uh, continue to, to sort of be spotty in some areas. And uh, we just wanted to touch on this uh, and say that uh, our InReach devices uh, have been working flawlessly. Um, we did notice a slight delay in sending sort of some messages to cell phone numbers and uh, a slight delay in sending messages to email addresses, but InReach to InReach devices... Uh, messages and uh, the GPS function of the Garmin devices has been flawless, has not been impacted, at least for us. Um, I realize some others may have that, but um, we did want to touch on that because it is a, a, a critical part of the emergency section on our communications plan that we, uh, we've we published before. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to highlight that there's no major updates to our communications plan. We're still going to keep Garmin on there because of the technology that they have and the infrastructure that they have as well as the um, actual um, capabilities that they provide for us are uh, there really is no other at the moment so uh, yeah we're still going to keep them on there still keep going with that so um, and sort of kind of segueing to the next topic of our comp plan so yeah we will definitely have an update for the comp plan um, we don't we're, we're waiting to push out a series of uh, uh, changes in the next update, but you know nothing big. Just so you guys know, um, but uh, we do have a new HF radio transmitter. Um, I know we had uh, HF radio and shortwave radio as part of our communications plan uh, from the very get-go, um, and that's because we had uh, a staff member here who had an HF radio and was willing to loan it out to us if we needed to get out an emergency message. But now. Um, we have all sort of been able to um, pick up an HF radio, so now the S2 Underground Project, among the staff here, we have a dedicated uh, man-portable HF radio rig um, that will be able to function no matter what. So um, stay tuned for more on that. We will definitely have a video talking about our comms. I know a lot of people have been uh, waiting on our, our next comms update. Um, and, and sort of deep dive, but we, we did, we're sort of trying to figure out how we want to do it. Um, because now we've got the YouTube platform and we think YouTube would probably be a better platform for that because we've got to show a lot of things. But yeah, so that's sort of um, uh, how, how our comp plan is going to be updated in the next few weeks. 
And sort of moving along, keeping with the theme of uh, communications, uh, we have a hurricane coming up. Uh, hurricane uh, Isaiah, I think is how you pronounce it. Just uh, bottom line up front, we personally, where we're located, which is in the uh, mid-Atlantic region, the coastal mid-Atlantic region, we're not worried about it at all. Um, as far as hurricanes goes, it's simply not strong enough for it to be a concern for us, and we don't live in any flood zones. So we're not worried about it as far as a hurricane. Like, we've done Cat 5s down in Florida with with the wild boys down there, so um, not a huge concern as far as a hurricane goes. However, we will 100% lose power. Um, our area, despite not being in a flood zone, uh, is reliant on power which comes from a flood zone, and that usually goes out if there's any flooding. So uh, we have to be uh, on our toes for that. So sort of without, without going into the, the, into the weeds with this, we do have you know backup solar generators and battery boxes. Uh, we also have traditional fossil fuel generators so that we can keep power to the S2 Underground project and uh, so that our staff members and whatnot can still maintain a, a certain level of capability during a hurricane. Because as we all know, um, these, ten, these you know, crises and sort of tense situations tend to snowball uh, when we uh, have one disaster um, right after another. So we're going to most likely be in a sort of semi-mobile mode. Some of our staff may have to relocate. Some of our staff may want to relocate. It's probably easier to just relocate to a house where there's power than it is to run a, uh, a low power sort of, you know, being very stingy with the solar power and, and, and the battery power. So we'll most likely have our mobile communications rig set up. Um, we will maintain internet connection no matter what uh, through satellite means. We will also maintain email functionality no matter what. Again, through satellite means as well as through um, some sort of our sort of nerd guys are working together to get us some email through ham radio patched up for the underground. So stay tuned for more on that. But yeah, we're going to be tracking uh, primarily we've been our staff and well, um, really all of us here have been kind of casually tracking the rioting and civil unrest that's going on uh, throughout the United States because that's sort of a sort of our wheelhouse and kind of a you know I wouldn't say a huge concern for us but it is a concern so we have been watching that but we're going to sort of not really switch gears but we're going to add a gear and uh, keep tracking the rioting uh, that's happening around the country uh, especially in places like Portland and Seattle where there is no hurricane um, but we're going to be doing it from the hurricane so so I'll just keep that in mind uh, it may take us a while to respond but we are still going to be on the grid I think we've learned uh, a lot with the S2 Underground project, and we have taken a lot of measures to make sure that we can't be taken offline, no matter if it's a malign actor, a governmental agency, or if it's Mother Nature herself. Yeah, sort of moving along, uh, very you know, trying to get through this pretty quickly, uh, an update on our safe houses. So we have sort of, over the past couple of weeks, we've seen a lot of things that have made us want to rethink and analyze sort of a hole in our preparations. Um, so now uh, the S2 Underground staff, uh, myself, as well as our operations director and our um, emergency management director here, uh, I, try, I make it sound like we're a huge agency. We're like, we're, we're less than a dozen people. <laughs> but um, our uh, operations director and our uh, emergency management director and disaster preparedness team uh, have space for 18 people that's in a surplus to their families. Um, if push comes to shove, just know that, um, you know, that's not a whole lot of people, but we're sort of trying to, you know, sort of wet our whistle in the whole safe house game. We've stayed in safe houses professionally all the time uh, over the years. Uh, not so much lately, um, but over the years, yeah, it's sort of a thing. 
but uh, yeah, we, we've sort of spent uh, a lot of time instead of for the past couple of weeks, instead of uh, writing reports and typing out PowerPoints, we've been swinging hammers. So um, we've been constructing uh, various hidden uh, areas within our homes and attics and things like that, so that we can uh, make sure that we are you know as safe as possible. Um, and uh, on a side note, we will have we will definitely have a full uh, episode coming out on that pretty soon. Our very next episode uh, on our YouTube channel is coming out on that exact topic. So of, you know, how, how do we know when it's time to hide and how to do that if, if you feel like it's necessary. So, um, you know, of course not to be paranoid or anything like that. Uh, we'll explain in great detail um, we've probably got a two-hour special if we take it slow, but yeah, we've got we, that's uh, almost finished. We want to put some final touches on it, but uh, you'll probably see that episode go live before you see another podcast episode. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, other than that, we, we've really just sort of um, had to step back and 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 sort of be a little bit more covert about things. You know, um, I know that we're not necessarily contributing as much in our Keybase um, server, and that's not because um, we, we're not seeing things, and it's not because we don't want to contribute. It's um, it's mostly just a limitation to Keybase itself. Um, by the time we see, a, you know, a text string or an event go down, you know, we don't have the notifications turned on to save our battery life. Um, plus, we are in uh, sort of whaling mode, um, for lack of a better term. I'm not really sure if there is a term for this yet, um, but basically, our burner devices that have key, the Keybase app installed on them, uh, those live in a Faraday bag uh, for the most part. We take them out every so often, you know, maybe every hour or so, maybe every six hours, maybe once every couple of days. Usually, not more than 24 hours, though. And we will connect to the internet and, you know, just data burst all the stuff, all of our updates to those devices. Um, unfortunately, it makes it really hard to get in touch with us very, very quickly. And a lot of times by the time that we see we're called in the uh, S2 Underground uh, chat on Keybase, uh, the issue is either already resolved or um, or the topic in, in, has changed. So we really apologize for that about not being so quick on it, but... Um, We've had to take a lot of means because we've got a lot of electronic surveillance from various entities going on in our area. So, um, yeah, you know, not to sort of scare anybody, but yeah, we're we're really having to be a lot more careful with what we, you know, connect to the internet. Plus, we've had a lot of work stuff, so you know, I don't want to be making excuses, but uh, that's why it's if it seems like this underground project is kind of quieted down, that's sort of why. Um, but then again, there's also the the sort of phenomenon of the new standard right you know people looking back at you know when the troubles in america started um which was earlier this year maybe you could even say it was late last year late 2019 um but you know earlier this year people were absolutely dumbfounded absolutely shocked when masks you know started selling out in the stores when hand sanitizer starting to sell it out um people were absolutely shocked when stuff started getting locked down um, you know, people were shocked when, you know, whatever XYZ event occurred. But now there's a new standard. Um, the new standard is, you know, people are being arrested for violating curfews on a daily basis. And, you know, you pick the state. You could probably find a news article that, that says that. Um, people are being arrested all the time, all over America, for not wearing masks, you know, or for opening up their businesses. Or um, all of these incidents, they're way too common now to keep up with. Plus, the civil unrest and the rioting are taking the headlines right now. So, 
other atrocities like people being arrested for not wearing a mask, um, those tend to go unnoticed by the national media. So it's not that they're not happening, it's just that we're desensitized to it now. So yeah, that's just something to keep in mind. We see kind of a lull in activity, not, not just on our page and on our, you know, within our sort of community, but on other pages as well, because there's a, a lot of other um, great sort of freelance journalist agencies out there that are doing similar stuff to what we're doing. And um, if it seems like they're kind of quieting down, it's because, you know, we're, we're sort of, we've escalated to a new sort of standard. So yeah, and, and sort of touching on that, um, we wanted to kind of sort of end on that note of um, the civil unrest escalating. So, you know, when, when we're thinking of the civil unrest, we're thinking of what's going on, like, right now, right? Like, this week in, you know, Portland and um, the, the Pacific Northwest. Um, and it's kind of a good a, situation to think of as an example. So when we kind of explain this, you know, think of Portland as kind of an example. Um, you know, we've got a lot of complex issues. We've got... You know, various political groups, everything from, you know, the dedicated fascist party to an actual dedicated communist party to some weirdly named political amorphous entity, you know, trying to get involved. You've, you've got BLM, you've got Antifa, you know, you've got a lot of people destroying a city. You know, we've got politicians encouraging it and we've got, you know, even engaging in it and we have politicians, you know, trying to combat that. Um, you know, we're seeing quote-unquote secret police, you know, you know, gassing people with tear gas and dragging them in unmarked vans, allegedly, you know. Um, we also have sort of normal beat cops, you know, refusing to patrol or r refusing to save lives. You know, sprinkled on top of all this is sort of the genuine, the, the sort of general flavor of a genuine insurgency. And, you know, we're not simply calling people that we disagree with insurgents. You know, if you look back and you look at over the history of, you know, how the IRA, the, the, the provincial IRA got started and things like that, and, you know, it sort of it has that flavor to it. It really does. Um, of course, far less organized, and we could go down that rabbit hole forever, but. You know, the point is, is that we don't have enough information to understand what's going on. We really don't. Um, nor do we have the capability of picking a side, uh, even if we wanted to. Um, because we haven't seen a single group, a single entity, a single political interest, or even a governmental agency that has behaved in a satisfactory manner during this. Um, you know, sticking with the, with the sort of Portland example. Um, in short, everybody's wrong. Um, at least that's what we think at the moment. You know, sure, we're absolutely concerned about government overreach. Um, you know, we're concerned with things like people being arrested for committing no crime whatsoever or for being political enemies. Um, so we're on the lookout for that, absolutely. Um, we're also concerned with um, people blatantly and violently breaking the law, such as, you know, building and detonating pipe bombs in a city you know, throwing Molotov cocktails and literally shooting people in the street. We're also concerned with what some would call the inherently tyrannical nature of our legal system. Um, I'm not sure if I would define it that way, but that's the easiest way I can think of describing it briefly. Um, but yeah, the inherently tyrannical nature of our legal system and law enforcement in general. We think that's a problem, but we also don't want to watch the world burn in order to fix these problems. Um, if we were forced to choose, 
Um, I think, I, I don't know about everybody here at the SU Underground Project, but I certainly would choose a tyrannical legal system and a tyrannical political system and a corrupt police force over an insurgency uh, any day of the week and twice on Sundays. You know, so that's just sort of how, how we feel about that. Um, because we can work with a tyrannical police force to an extent. Granted, you know, it, it, the sort of concerns that a lot of people have now with government and the police and, you know, really any authority figure, even places like corporations who are acting tyrannically because, you know, that can actually happen. People tend to think, oh, well, you know, the time for negotiating is over, the time for action is now. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that over the past week on YouTube. But the point is, is that if you think the police are bad, you know, your I think Minneapolis has shown that your neighbors are worse. And that's, of course, not to make a broad, generalized statement, but, you know, that's just what we're seeing right now. So, yeah, we're, of course, concerned with what many are calling a quote-unquote secret police, which honestly is pretty much the definition of the guys that are on the ground down there. They really are a secret police force. Uh, for the most part, they meet that definition, sure. But we've got to remember that the people that are being arrested right now are violent insurgents, um, for the most part. Now, before anybody stops listening um, and just starts labeling us, um, yeah, we know about the whole, uh, you know, first they came for the communists and I did not speak out because I was not a communist, you know, that sort of idea. Um, I get it. I've, you know, was had to memorize that in school over the years, and I think it's, you know, a generally good thing to understand. I also believe that this sentiment is perhaps lacking in a lot of aspects of society today. Um, you know, care about the people that are, you know, your sort of adversaries because there's a larger, there's a bigger fish out there. I get that. But we do have to remember that the quote-unquote secret police for the United States isn't, they're not necessarily herding perfectly innocent people off to labor camps, right? You know, they're not forcing people to dig their own graves and then shooting them like, you know, some of the other political regimes over the years. Um, that's not happening. It's not happening. It, nowhere near is that happening yet. You cannot compare what's going on in Portland with what's going with what with what went on in say Rwanda in 1993 um, you can't make those comparisons but that being said we absolutely agree that these guys should be heavily monitored um, to make sure that this doesn't happen um, but as of right now we haven't really seen any concrete evidence that a perfectly innocent person has been arrested um, or killed or charged for something that they didn't do. At least when it comes to the situation in Portland and some of the more high-profile things. We don't have eyes everywhere, but you know some of the, the more atrocities committed by the federal government haven't really been atrocities. Uh, it's just been people being upset that they got caught you know, throwing a Molotov cocktail. Um, now, that being said, once again, the very second, the very nanosecond that this sort of thing does happen. The very nanosecond that a person is arrested and harmed and, and charged and, you know, judge, jury, and executioner, and they're perfectly innocent, yeah, that's, um, that's something to be concerned about. And I would say that probably the word concern isn't strong enough to define uh, what would happen in that case. It must also be noted that we have to have more concrete evidence than simply somebody saying, but what about XYZ, you know, in the comment section? Or, um, you know, we analysts have to have a certain set of criteria for judging the reliability of a bit of information, um, which will, of course, cover, for those of you who aren't traditional intelligence analysts, 
um, by trade. We'll cover that in a later series on sort of how to judge um, human intelligence reliably. We're also concerned with the recent threats to quote-unquote delay the general election this November. Um, and we're also concerned with the economic, social, and political ramifications of all of these events. Uh, so at the risk of digressing even further into the rabbit hole and the pit of what-ifs, um, we're essentially watching everything, um, but we're also trying to be as objective as possible. Right now there are a lot of adversarial relationships between social groups uh, and governmental groups. There's even adversarial relationships between governmental groups, which honest, honestly that's the one that scares me the most, is adversarial relationships between government. But once again, we're not picking sides. We at the SD Underground, we're not picking a side. Well, I suppose that's not true. Uh, we're on the side of us. Um, we, uh, our own families and friends, uh, take priority over everything else. Um, whether it's the ATF kicking in my door in the middle of the night, or if it's a Molotov cocktail thrown through my window by a protester or a rioter, my priority and the priorities of all of us here at the Underground are to protect ourselves and our family first. It, it seems like today, in today's sort of situation, we're not finding a whole lot of friends. Um, we're finding, of course, within the S2 Underground community, I would feel comfortable uh, hiding out and and engaging with, with really any of our followers uh, over pretty much everybody else. Um, but with that in mind, um, we're taking actions, and we have been taking actions for months to best prepare and protect ourselves and our families. Now what that actually looks like will vary quite a bit. For one, uh, we firmly believe that if there ever was a time for starting to think about how you would shelter friends and family in your home, uh, hidden away from a tyrannical government agency, uh, now is the time. It's nothing to be negative about. It's nothing to be, you know, pessimistic about it and just sort of go down the whole doomsday prepper route. That's not it at all. Um, nor is it anything to be overly paranoid about. Um, just me personally as an example, um, I've had to shelter some family in my home um, and hide them when they visited from out of state a couple of weeks ago. Uh, because people in my area have been arrested for violating the tourist quote-unquote self-quarantine rules that have been laid out by our sort of dictator governor. So it's not as crazy as it sounds, um, and that's why we have, you know, once again, like I mentioned earlier, we're finalizing a presentation on this exact subject right now, and we're going to be posting that on YouTube um, uh, very, very soon. We just have to record it in our sort of new studio. It's, it's mostly done. We just have to uh, get it together and Make sure we've got everything ironed out. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what we've got for today. Um, I know sort of it's kind of been a sort of rambly and uh, not a very productive episode, but I wanted to kind of give an update on where we are and sort of where we're going. Um, we'll, we'll definitely be back with more content soon. I We've got a stack of episodes for podcasts. We've got a whole, you know, whole hard drive full of PowerPoints for our YouTube uh, channel and we've got a lot of content backed up you know the issue is of course time for everybody because it just so happens that we've uh, had to sort of do a lot of personal sort of covert things to make sure our families are safe in the over the past couple of weeks and we've also been really 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 busy at work uh, yeah we're, we're doing all we can and we're, uh, we're we're still here we're never gonna abandon you guys we're gonna be here for a long long time uh, even in our absence you're still gonna get content so 
Um, just keep that in mind. Stay safe out there. Do what you got to do. Um, think ahead and be proactive, but don't be paranoid to the point to where it's debilitating. That's the sort of mentality that we're in right now. You know, we need to be paranoid to some extent, you know, because a certain amount, a little amount of paranoia keeps us alive, right? But we don't need to spread that around, especially because right now the biggest thing for us is bad vibes. You know, bad vibes are a huge, huge killer in this sort of situation. Um, and, you know, now that we're starting to involve our families a little bit more in um, what we're doing, we have to be mindful that, you know, some of these topics, they're definitely not for children. Um, and some of these topics are, are, are perhaps best um, kept to those who are um, able to handle it mentally. Um, because a lot of this stuff's pretty scary. So, yeah, enough of me rambling on. Um, thanks a lot for sticking around for this episode. And we will be back with more content soon. And always remember, you guys and gals know it, always remember to fight in the shade. That's two actual hours.